this is Valerie Aiello, and you're listening to Idea Diary. Thanks for coming back, y'all, and hanging out. Having some camera issues today, so hopefully this keeps working. But the news of today is that Sophia Amorosu launched a course called Business Class. It has a bunch of airplane branding um, kind of concept to it, and it's her evolution, I guess. So she had Nasty Gal and made $28 million pretty fast. Then she, I won't say that crashed and burned. I think she might say that, but I just feel like it didn't work out. She says the business kind of took, pushed her towards everything. She really wasn't, everything that kind of happened wasn't like her goal, her plan, it just kind of like exploded and took her in all these crazy directions. So, and then she um, she decided to make her second company be Girl Boss because her business book, Hashtag Girl Boss, took off huge. And so she decided to take the branding of that book to be her second company, which felt very natural. And that second company was a media company where they produced podcasts and different types of content, and they had events, and they made a social media platform. And somehow from the gods part of the sea for her because she sold that business in, I think, November, December of 2019, magically before the um, you know, apocalypse happened. And she was signed on as an employee of Girlboss, the media company that she created, but she sold it. But she only worked there six months after selling it as an employee because everyone got fired because really their bread and butter was doing events and there was no place to hold events and no events were happening in person. And I don't think they, they couldn't make enough money fast enough to pay for everybody and I guess I feel bad for whoever bought the company, but maybe they can still make something great out of it. Who knows? But she was out. So she was going through the quarantine stuff, completely a free agent, and she didn't have an investor. She didn't have a business. There was nothing stopping her from doing whatever she wanted. I guess instead of taking this time to write another book, she decided to launch a course which a lot of people do. It's nothing new, but for some reason, this does feel different in a way that I feel like courses are now going to go mainstream. Kind of like YouTube, all the celebrities and everything, they're trying to figure out how to fit into YouTube because they finally realize that YouTube is where it's at. People want authentic content. They don't want over-polished things anymore that don't really add value to their lives. You know, sometimes you do. Sometimes you want to just check out a show and binge a full season, but it's not. It's just entertainment, news, everything is different because of YouTube, because of everybody creating their own stuff and being valuable and entertaining, just as valuable and entertaining as people that were getting paid millions of dollars to do it with a team of 30 to 100 people, people in their bedrooms were beating the pants off them as far as getting viewership. So anyway, this sort of feels like that 
to where when YouTube started going mainstream or kind of forced them to go mainstream. Um, I feel like the course, although that has been around forever, the high ticket course is, you know, I think she's going to bring it to the forefront and a lot of people are going to start doing it once they figure out the numbers that she's about to pull in a very short amount of time. So her course, she's doing it, she's launching it in... It's an open period of how long you can pay for it. So it's now until I didn't catch the date of when the doors close. She's launching the course. It's only open for a temporary period. And then she's going to teach the course live with whoever signs up. And then it's done. So she says that she's, if she feels like doing the course again, she'll do it. But she's not, you know, that's the great thing about courses. I feel like. Constantly having to launch, constantly having to need money, I think is where people go wrong with courses, where they feel desperate, like, oh, I've got to launch the course again because I need more money. I think she's she's about to pull so much money all on her own. She's doing this basically from her bedroom. I I don't know. I'm very, I'm curious about the numbers that she pulls. The course costs $1,000 if you pay it outright, or you can... Um, buy the consignment deal, not consignment, what is it called? Layaway, the layaway system of um, basically $100 a month for I don't know how many months it is, if it's just 10 months or if it, she adds an extra month on there to uh, entice people to buy the course price in full. Um, I'm not that deep into how much it is, but whatever it is, $1,000 for somebody so... The course outline is super organized. It seems like a really, you're going to learn something no matter what. Is it a $1,000 book? I I don't know about that. I think a lot of people are just going to pay the 1000 bucks to see how she runs it so that they can copy her approach to doing a business course, online business course. Um, I think that's probably worth $1,000 just to see how she see how it's done, how she does it. You know, I don't, I don't necessarily look at her as like this more super organized person that does everything with perfection. I see her more as a big thinker. She's not afraid of things. And I think she's getting to that point where she's not even afraid to fail because I think at some point you just stop being scared about being broke ever again. There's always that fear like, oh, I'm going to lose everything and I'll be broke again. And I'm going to have to hustle for every single electricity bill and every single whatever it is that people have to pay for. I watched a uh, live court or just a live interview, I guess, with um, what is that guy's name? Jarvis something. I'll put the link of this, what I listened to today of her talking about the launch of her course in the description box. Let me just... um, Chase Jarvis. So he interviewed her today. The reason why I found out about her uh, course launch is because I get her newsletter feed to me through uh, a LinkedIn email. I get a LinkedIn email every time she launches a newsletter, which is, I feel pretty cool because I don't have to follow anything particularly from her. It's just kind of like fed to me through kind of like a notification from LinkedIn. And I don't think 
that service is available for everybody with LinkedIn, but I think once it is, I feel LinkedIn's going to be a super important place to put a newsletter and to put content. I still, I think LinkedIn is, hasn't reached its popularity yet. I don't know if they're waiting to charge people for that service or if it's just a technology thing. There's too many people. It, if you roll it out too fast, you'll screw it up and then everyone will hate it. I don't know what they're waiting on. Letting people have a newsletter through their LinkedIn, I think is a pretty good idea. And they should roll that out for everybody. However, um, back to the course from Sophia Amorosu. I just made some notes from her, her live stream today that I checked out. She says that she is, what she's doing now is that she's just trying to create great content. That's her only goal and her goal is to have freedom autonomy flexibility and independence so she doesn't care about getting press she doesn't care about accolades she doesn't want boundaries she does not want to travel and she just kind of wants to be home which is kind of what I've been talking about which is I want peaceful excitement I don't want I don't want my life to be chaotic and crazy and everything so wonderful and the glitz and glam of whatever I just I want peaceful excitement I I did want to travel somewhat um to go to conferences and different things I love conferences but if conferences don't exist anymore there's like zero reason that I want to travel I'm just not I don't get excited about traveling it's just never been in my if I'm going to travel, I've got to be learning something and having fun. Going to a beach to do nothing is my nightmare. If I want to travel, it's like I want to be on tour with a band and having fun and having experiences and working and meeting people. I don't want to be just doing nothing. But that's me. I also don't want to be traveling for work like crazy because I'm not an airport person. I'm, of course, live hotels and stuff, but now... With everything happening, I'm not so jazzed about going into hotels right now. So who knows? Who knows how everything's going to work out? Back to this. She says when she had venture capitalists involved, you had to build a business that they wanted you to build. You couldn't really build a business you want to build. So I felt like that was insightful, which I kind of always knew. I've never, the whole getting investor thing always didn't fully creep me out. I see the value in it, but there's something you're losing something by taking huge amounts of money from somebody that they don't care if you lose or not. And maybe I'm just putting money on a pedestal, but I don't know. I feel like if someone gave me a million dollars, a hundred million dollars and I lost it all, I would feel pretty bad. That's how it goes sometimes. She talks about, she with Nasty Gal, her first company, she created a really bad environment, a really bad work environment and a bad culture because she didn't really know what to do. She didn't know how to make a good culture. She didn't have any great examples. But she, when she made Girl Boss, that was her main goal was to create a good work environment. And she feel like she achieved that goal. And one of the things that she learned was that it's more efficient to grow people than to replace people. So when you have an employee and they're not right, they're not a right fit, um, she just kind of learned that sometimes it's better to 
keep working with them and trying. She specifically said that she felt like she was insulting somebody by telling them how to do their job when they were doing it right. But she learned that that's people actually like it when you tell, give them parameters and you tell them how to do things. Obviously, you have to take people's ideas and make them feel valuable and let them bring things to the table. But it is, you know, I feel like that's a true thing when you're trying to be a leader. Sometimes you have to tell someone they're doing something wrong, teach them how to do it right. One of the things she talks about, she does not want a hundred million dollar company because it's basically the more money you make, the less freedom you have. I think that's the gist of what she was saying. And she's Likes being in the trenches and tweaking things herself. She said she wrote you know, all the copy for the course and for the website and everything. And every time she could, she at any po- moment could tweak something small and it'd be better. But if she, when you have a giant team and people helping you, you can't just change small things. That, it ruins everything when you start. I, you know, I can see the point she's trying to make is like when you have a team of people it's like you've you've created this levels of like you know everything just takes longer because you've got to go through all the people and make sure it's right and she just wasn't a fan of that the Jarvis guy uh Chase he kind of asked her if she was worried about being copied which okay um she isn't by releasing a business course, she isn't doing anything new necessarily, but um, I do feel like she, whatever she's about to do, it's going to be, it's going to communicate very well and it's going to be branded very well. And it's just going to be done very well. And she knows things like legit knows things, even though she talks a lot about not being a college graduate and not, you know, never having a job before besides working in a shoe store or something. Um, her first office was one she paid the lease on. So she just kind of mentioned that when she did Nasty Gal, um, she thought the brand would be so special that no one, it wouldn't matter if people copied her, but it did. So if she was releasing a dress for $75, um, someone else on some off-brand website would find the same model that she took a picture of in that dress, hire that same model and find a cheaper dress that looks similar and just have that dress for $30. And people wanted the cheaper dress. They didn't care, even though Nasty Gal might have been special to them. Ultimately, they went for the cheaper thing. And she talked about when she released her book, Hashtag Girl Boss, there wasn't a lot of young people, millennial women, I guess, writing business books. And after her, it was just like this, a a tsunami, a tsunami of girls writing business books. And that did happen. That is true. But she didn't obviously invent business books. It's just kind of like she's, she's helping shape the culture in some way that I don't even, she's not doing it on purpose. She's kind of just, she's, kind of seeing the world and seeing how to make money and seeing a fun way to make money and she's going for it and she's doing it and then people she's just kind of like a great example of how to use the internet to be independent to be to make money and make a business
Okay, and she does think people are going to copy her course, you know, which is fine. It's like, who cares? Like, she, the good thing about her doing a course, I think, is that it's just freedom to, she can do it once. She can see if she liked it. It's going to make money. There's zero chance of it not making money. She, whatever it took to build it to this level, it's already, you know, she paid for it herself. So, I mean, I'm very excited to see the numbers if she actually releases it. The one thing she says about investors, because she is doing this alone, and she's completely free. She doesn't have anybody wondering what she's doing. When you have an investor and you want to do a side project, your investors are always side-eyeing you, thinking, why aren't you, why are you working on that? Why aren't you making me money? And so that's something huge to consider when you have an investor. If you want to pivot or if you want to do things in it's not so easy for you to try different things and pivot and, you know, whatever it is to make money, you know, and be independent and be, you know, when you're having an investor, it's just a little bit harder. So ultimately, I think Sophia is going to make the course go mainstream. I think it's going to be another nail in the coffin for colleges and stuff like that so just uh we'll see how everything unfolds hopefully she releases the numbers and just a note for me I don't think there's competition I don't believe in competition because I just think there's enough for a lot of weird stuff out there and really competition it's just I don't know I just don't I think you should have the confidence that whatever you're making is going to be amazing but at the same time, if you know there is going to be competition, you can always make the cheaper version of whatever you're making at the same time. Because you've already done the research. You've already done things to get you where you are to make the great version of your product. It's always good to maybe also make the cheaper version of your product and just kind of have two brands. I know that sounds crazy, but it's something to consider. It's just something that I always try to do, you know, when I'm making things, or at least, I don't know, I have a lot of tips and tricks when it comes to competition, but that'll be for another show. Um, sorry, last one was a long one, and this one, I think I went over 15 minutes, but I'm trying to keep them short. Anyways, I guess I'm going to wrap up this one. Thanks for listening on the podcast, and I will see you later. I still don't know how to end the show, so I'm just going to play the music.